Hi, I'm Thomas Anthony Jones. You might know me from Good Trouble or This Is Us. I encourage you to watch the Michael Finkley Show on Broken TV and on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe. On the next Michael Finkley. Through their life's experiences, what have they learned? Editor-in-chief of Access Magazine Publication is Trail Martin. And veteran, speaker, and author Chris Molina stops by. All coming up next. Show. Thanks for joining us today. I was talking with a good fraternity brother and we talked about life, life experiences. So he shared his, I shared mine. And it's amazing what life can teach us, right? Life can teach us the good, the bad, and everything else in between. So it's up to us to learn from those experiences and apply them to our life so we can improve ourselves. That's what life is all about. We're improving self to be the best self we know how to be effective for others. So what has life taught you thus far? What are you learning? What are you dealing with now? What are your experiences? Self-reflection time. So definitely self-reflection time. Don't ignore the signs or you're doomed to repeat it. Our guests can truly say that they have done the same thing. Again, two persons with incredible stories. We have Trell Martin and we also have Chris Molina. Y'all, again, stay tuned. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. Next, we're on location with Trell Martin as he talks about his brand new publication. We'll be right back. Next, Finkley. Jamal Joseph is with us to talk about his incredible Beyonce experience and life after Coachella. Next Wednesday. Wednesday. Hey everybody, my name is Arthur Vernon R. Matthews Jr. I just wrote a new book called Family Ties and I also want to say a special shout out to one of the kids that I mentored and has got his own TV show on Roku, Michael Finkley, and this is 100th episode. So if you guys want to really hear about this book and see what's going on, check out Mike Finkley on The Finkley Show. and she is a multitasker. She is a wife, a mom. She is city councilwoman. She, yeah. When I was growing up, mom worked outside the house and so my dad was an entrepreneur. I saw him leaving early in the morning or late at nights to go meet with clients. And he was always one who told me, you know, if you show up on time, you're late. I just admire how she's able to not only juggle the demands of her jobs, but keep her family really first. The outstanding thing about the Isaac family 
is their noble contributions to improving the quality of life for our Colombians and people all over this state. Aye. Aye. Tamika Isaac. Do solemnly swear. Discharge the duties thereof. So help me God. So help me God. Congratulations and best wishes. I first ran because I saw a need, I saw a void that needed to be filled, a voice uh, that wasn't there. And over the last several years, I feel like I've been able to be that voice. So often as women in whatever spaces that we're in, um, we are often discounted because we're a mom or we're a wife or we have this career. And she's an everyday woman who shows women what excellence looks like. She has walked the walk of being a small business person, of being a parent, of sending her kids to school. Columbia is a great place, and we have done a lot in the last few years as far as law enforcement. But law enforcement can't do everything, nor should it do everything. We have to really expand upon the tools, technology, and community policing, investing in our communities uh, so that law enforcement is a partner with our communities. Being a Columbia native, I've seen the way this city has grown. It's grown to the point that sometimes not everybody's been a part of that growth. I want to make sure that communities, specifically communities of color, make sure that they are part of Columbia's present and its future. I want to have a climate plan for this city that not only helps us be sustainable, but also helps provide opportunities for folks in the workforce. There are so many opportunities to take advantage of technology, uh, green energy. I want to be the advocate for growing our city and being on the forefront, not just looking at what other cities are doing and following them, but being the leader. If you don't have the right leadership, you're going to miss a lot of opportunities. I think having a woman as mayor of the city of Columbia is long overdue. I'm Tamika Isaac Devine, and I'm running for mayor of the city of Columbia. Everybody, welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Y'all, we are on location with my brother, my good friend, Trell Martin. Trell, thanks for being with us today. No problem. <laughs> oh, wow. Y'all may remember him from season one uh, where we had the panel of photographers. And y'all, he's been doing some incredible things in the community, highlighting some important persons in their businesses and their passions by way of his new publication. Trell, tell us about this. Well, it's Access Magazine publication. Um... What it basically is, we want to motivate everyone and what mm -hmm. they got to say to everybody. So basically, we just take your story. We don't flip it. We don't can screw it. We don't do anything with it. Mm -hmm. We publish it word for word, unless you got some misspelled words. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we take it and we just want to show everybody that no matter what level you're on, you yeah. are important to somebody. Gotcha. And how did this get started? Well, let me see. Uh, I always want to do a newspaper. Yeah. So... But photography took over, and I've been doing that for now for almost seven years. So since that took over, I established that business. Mm -hmm. Then I came up with a bright idea, let's do a magazine. Mm -hmm. And I wish my counterpart was here. He was like, let's go for it. So mm -hmm. he told me, he said, I'll be there for you, but the work is on you. So I was like, okay. And then we just came up with a, a slogan, you mm -hmm. know, which is on the shirt. The central publication that strives to show connectivity between creatives globally. There you go. Not locally, but globally. Um, go. Right now, we have talked to some people 
California, um, some celebrities. Mm -hmm. um, we're glad to have Mr. Michael Finkley featured in an issue also. Um, so that's that's basically how we got started and what it's about. Okay, okay. And what's your job in this awesome publication? Right now, my job is everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, originally, I'm the owner and founder of it. Um, the graphic designer. Um, I'm a reporter. Um, secretary, treasurer, everything. 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 But we have grown. We do have six officers. Awesome. Five or six. I can't think off the top of my head. But we do have that. Um, so, and we are in the process of not getting them to their own department. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. It's a work in progress. But, of course. But we're getting it done. Of course. And you're doing an amazing job with it thus far. And so what is your goal for this awesome publication? What is the goal for this? My goal is each issue that come out to reach one person, to motivate them. That's the main objective. The long-term goal is I want to be known, well not I, Access to be known as a globally magazine where it's always something positive. Yeah. We turn on TV, we see all the negativity. You will never see anything mm -hmm. negative in Access. You will never. Even though I say I have many jobs, I'm the last person to see the magazine before it goes to anyone. Gotcha. Um, if I... If it if it goes against what access is, it will not be published. If we don't make a dollar, oh well. Because mm -hmm. I feel like if I start going against it, I'm gonna have to continue to go against it. So therefore, I just keep it the way it's supposed to be, and it'll come. It'll okay. Come. You already have your first issue out. Are you working on the next one? And who are some of the the persons you're gonna feature? First issue. It is out. Hold on. And. This is it right here. As you Ooh, see, Mr. Finkley himself. <laughs> this is the first issue. It is out. Um, you can purchase it. It will be available for purchase for 12 months. Uh, off of Mad Cloud, I can make sure we get the link to that. It's a little long link, so I don't have it wrote down. Um, <laughs> but if you want to purchase, you can get it. Uh, that's the first issue. The second issue it is, well, let me go back to the first issue. We, we have Mr. Finkley and Mr. Leslie Young on the cover. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to flip through it and show you guys some of the things that we do. All graphic work is done by me, myself, and I. It's some awesome stuff. Look at that. Um, I don't look at that picture. Stop. <laughs> this is my first time looking at this, y'all. This is amazing. So, you know, we just have oh, different wow. things. And you all just got a quick glimpse of it. But... We have ad space if you want ads. Uh, we just try to help someone in any way we can. If you mm -hmm. want to add, you can't afford the complete price, talk to me. We work it out on um, things like that. We, we're not trying to, well, we're trying to get rich, but we're trying to make sure that we look out for everybody. Right. The second right. issue, it is 100% complete. It comes out in May. Um, my goal is to stay a month ahead. Gotcha. The second issue, I can't really release what's in it mm -hmm. because no one knows except for the people that's in it oh, and they really don't know what they got in it <laughs> but um it's all women's edition since it's made oh neat all women we have one male in there and the only reason he's in there because he paid for ad space gotcha. for the first six on um, issues so all women's edition june edition mm -hmm. it's about a fourth complete already okay um i'm still working on some things i got some reporters that got some stories out and it's going to be an all-male edition Okay. Then come back in July, we will start integrating everyone, um, everybody, everyone, just to tell your story. The, the main thing is, and I tell this a lot, 
and I'll tell this to the people that's watching the show. It don't matter how much money you got. It don't matter how much fame you got. Honestly, if you got a lot of fame, we you, access may not be exactly what we are looking for. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're looking for it because I do want some celebrities in there because yeah. I want it when you pick up this magazine, you say, oh, my picture beside this guy picture. Mm -hmm. He made it. I can make it. Right. Because his thing in this magazine is he's had to tell his story. So therefore, you got to tell your story. And it motivates you every day when you look at him like, I'm beside him. Or I'm in a magazine. Yeah. Some people never yeah. been published. I've been published numerous of times with my work in a magazine. Mm -hmm. But me personally, i never been published in a magazine. Me personally, probably don't want to be published in a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, that some people do. Some people look forward to that. Right. You know, we have model sections. Um, with the model section, I I kind of got a little backlash from it because I put no lingerie, no boudoir photos. Mm -hmm. But this is a business magazine. This is a positive magazine, exactly. and I feel like majority of the models that submit are going to be females. Mm -hmm. You're already downgrading enough as a female. Show the world that you can dress up. Show the world that you are somebody. Yeah. And the same thing with males. You know, that's that's the goal. We are somebody. Not just the black community. This magazine is not just for the African Americans. Um, it's for everyone. Everyone. It's yeah. owned by African American, but if anybody know me, I like to talk. So yeah. it don't matter who I'm talking to. <laughs> black, white, blue, green, it don't matter. He, I like to talk. So yeah. So go. it's for everyone. Yeah. It is for everyone. Yeah. I love that. And how can they find you all on social media and how can they purchase your magazine one more time? Finding me on social media, I'm Trail Martin. Um, I'm at 5,000 friends, so I'll be trying to delete every day. <laughs> but finding Axis on social media is going to be called Axis Magazine Publications. Uh, it will, I think now the profile picture is this magazine cover, if okay. I'm not mistaken. Okay. It will change each month with each publication. Um, we have an Instagram. It is not any, well, it is not. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I know I'm not the writer, but <laughs> there is not there is not any photos up yet. Um, we just made it. Gotcha. We have a website. It's under construction. The reason being because with the website, which is just being the first issue, there was not a lot of material mm -hmm. to have on there already. Right. So by the third issue, we will let everyone know. But it would be AccessMagazine.net. That is the um, the way that you can get that to purchase a magazine. It's off of Mad Cloud. If you go to Mad Cloud and you type in Access Magazine, anything we have up on there will show up. Mm -hmm. uh, we can actually get you the exact link. Like I said, it's long. If you find me on social media, I post it every day. Gotcha. So you definitely can find it there also. Gotcha. Gotcha. And no worries, the information is in the description below as well. Okay. Trail, you're doing some amazing work. Continue to do it, my brother. We support you and everything that you do. Thank you for this awesome, awesome publication. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Before we go, I have some things that Mr. Finkley, he don't know about. Um, what are we doing here? <laughs> the first one is we're going to present him with a stack of magazines. Because I'm on the cover. With him on the cover. <laughs> so if anyone need a magazine, hey, he have them. Don't, don't let them charge y'all for them. <laughs> but, like, he have them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a stack of magazines, man. We appreciate everything you do. Me and Mr. Finkley go way back, even with my photography business, so I just felt like him and Mr. Lester Young, they had a good story that they needed to be told. Wow. So when I asked them, they said yes, they came, we did a photo shoot together, we did interviews together, 
we even did a prayer breakfast together that wasn't mm-hmm. even involved in the magazine mm-hmm. um yeah coming up also saturday before father's day we having another one hey, amen yeah we will I be like having it. another one i know this is by access but it's motivation motivation <laughs> so it's we'd like about. to present this to you thank you so much and the last thing oh, we'd like to present is one of these to mr finkley his own very axis shirt uh and hopefully he'll wear it one day I <laughs> you will see this on the show hey, watch you know, wear it. and the thing we like we just like to support people so whoever is on the front of our cover our magazine they will always receive magazine and they always will receive a t-shirt that, that is our goal to make sure everyone receives those things um you get a little pricey but that's that's the thanks we can get to you exactly you know exactly hey thank you thank you thank you y'all back in a moment i love it coming up chris molina's here we'll be right back What's up, y'all? I'm Leon Frierson, former cast member from Nickelodeon's All That and co-host of the Prime Nostalgia Podcast. And I'm here to ask you to join me in watching the Michael Finkley Show weekly on YouTube. Now, I've been on the show, so I definitely know it's a platform where you'll be educated, informed, and inspired. Now, don't forget to subscribe, and I'll see you on YouTube. Looking for a mentoring program for your young male between the age of 6 and 18 in Columbia, South Carolina? Well, look no further. Big Homie, Lil Homie Mentoring Program is the program for you. Under the leadership of Mr. Jamal Stroud, Big Homie, Lil Homie is a 50C3 nonprofit organization that caters and mentors at-risk youth that come from single-parent homes. The organization caters to young males between the ages of 6 and 18 within the greater Columbia area. The organization is devoted to shaping and molding their life into great men of society. Big Homie Little Homie organizes male gatherings, discussions, and even educational assistance devoted to guiding and leading them into a positive light. Making a positive attitude will help in transforming life regardless of what is experienced in life. For more information on Big Homie Little Homie Mentoring Program, visit our social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm just not college material. I am tired of school. I'm just not sure what I want to do after graduation. Sound familiar? Welcome to the Prelo Educational Institute. Our focus is to help young people prepare for life after high school. It's never too early to start planting the seed for education, career, and life overall. The Prelo Educational Institute is made up of the following two products. The first product is the book titled, I Ain't Going to College, A Guide for Life After High School. This is the first book of a series that introduces middle and high school students to a young man struggling to find his way and make the decision about whether attending college is the right choice for him or not. The book has questions inside, and a supplemental curriculum can also be purchased. The newest product from the Prelo Educational Institute is our online course titled Preparing for Life After High School. In this course, students will learn about decision-making, self-confidence, accountability, self-awareness, and many other topics that speak to social-emotional learning. 
young people will read a story about a young man who never gave up no matter what the circumstances were. The course is interactive and has questions, quizzes, and video. Do not wait until your child or student is a senior in high school to start planning. Enroll today. To enroll and learn more, please visit www.speakerauthormarlow.com. Welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Y'all, my next guest, he's a veteran. He's a speaker. He's an author. He's a podcaster. Y'all, he has so many titles, but we're going to talk about them all, I promise you. He is Chris Molina. Chris, thank you for being with us today. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for uh, today to get to talk to you. Oh, Chris, I wish I could blush because I I know that we're going to have a fun conversation. We're definitely going to have a fun it. conversation. So, Chris, for the for six years and 10 months, you were a part of the um, U.S. Marine Corps. Thank you so much for your service. How did that experience prepare you for life ahead? Oh, wow. That's a great question. And, and I want to say first, thank you for your support. Uh, because there was a there was a time not too long ago here in America where uh, around the Vietnam era where uh, people like me, veterans, were not told thank you. We, we, we were treated very poorly. So I, I appreciate you and, and what you said. And I will say that the, the United States Marine Corps prepped me a couple ways, but mainly it showed me the resilience that humans have. Mm. And the Marine Corps throws a lot of things at you and we have the reputation and we give it to ourselves and we make fun of it of being crayon eaters and being people that uh, normally are just brutes and uh, really tough. And one thing that comes with going through all those types of things is the mental resiliency that, that they don't talk about that much. And right. so whenever I made the transition from the Marine Corps to the civilian world, specifically to college, that was a transition that was very difficult because I was 18 years old when I went into the Marine Corps. I was a child. I was a kid. So the Marine Corps is all I knew, and I planned to do 20 years. I only left because I injured my left knee during a training accident, and I can't run like I would need to. And one thing that you do in the Marine Corps is run a lot. So I had to make a, a pivot. And it was difficult, just like the transition for pretty much every veteran. But one thing that I always fell back on were, were the, the tough times in the Marine Corps and knowing that I got through them. If I could get through those times, those tough times, yeah. then there's no reason why I can't get through every single thing that other college students, traditional college students, go through every single year. And so I would say that that's one thing that uh, that the Marine Corps did to prepare me for for life ahead. I love it. And what an awesome life you have after the life and serving our country. And so you're Arthur. Please tell us about this awesome book. I mean, wrote a leadership role. What now? Please yeah, tell us about this. Absolutely. And who would I be if I didn't have a prop right here? So for the people Sir. that are not, <laughs> for the people who are not watching and you're just, <laughs> we don't have props. We have them. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy you got your copy. I was more than happy to sign it and send it to you. Um, and so this book, I'm in a leadership role. Now what? The student edition. It, it, the subtitle is exactly what this is. It's a concise, practical, no nonsense guide to how college students can strengthen their leadership. And in a nutshell, here, here's why I wrote it. 
uh, whenever I left the Marine Corps and went into college and interned and then went into the private sector or, or went into uh, working for, for companies, I noticed one thing that I did notice in the Marine Corps. And that was a lot of supervisors, first time supervisors in the civilian world. <clears throat> when I would talk to them about leadership, because I sincerely love leadership, I would eventually get to a point where they would tell me, oh, yeah, and this, this is my first time in a leadership role. This is my first time as a supervisor. And these individuals, they've been promoted multiple times. And, and as you know, after maybe that second, third, fourth or fifth promotion, you eventually get to that supervisor role. Yeah. Well, that means that you're in your late 20s or your early 30s. And then that's when people start buying leadership books and going to leadership conferences and going to leadership summits. That blew my mind because as an 18-year-old from day one in Marine Corps boot camp, you are inundated and just drilled with leadership skills, leadership principles, and you're shown how to lead by others every single day. And they give you, they give you opportunities to lead yourself because there's a situation in the Marine Corps where, that is not in many places in the civilian world where every Marine will, has the opportunity or the potential to lead at the drop of a hat. Tragic things can happen in war and the person that's leading might not be there anymore or might be wounded and the next person has to step up and you don't have time to read a book or go to a summit or go to a conference. So we're ready to lead all of the time. And that's why I wrote this book. I think there, there's something that uh, we can do in academia to get leadership training to the same level that we have math and science and English and speech, because all of our leaders and our supervisors, they can do basic math. They can read a, a paragraph. They can read emails. But why is it that they don't know and understand the fundamentals of leadership until they get to that position. So that is why I wrote this book. I am very proud of it. I, I get positive feedback from student leaders pretty often. And it, it, if I was independently wealthy, I would throw them from the rooftops. <laughs> everyone needs it. Everyone needs it, Chris. Everyone needs it. But not only they can read your book, but you have a awesome podcast as well. So they can hear you as well. What does this podcast stand for? Sure. The, the podcast is called Professional by Choice. And I, I started it back in 2016 because the word leadership is thrown around a lot. So I, I, mm -hmm. I don't like to use it as often as maybe I, I should. But the word professional is not thrown around very often. And the concept of being a professional by choice, making the choice to act as a professional, whether it's in your professional work, in your industry or in your personal life and maybe the hobbies that you have and the side hustles. That is a very strong mindset to have to choose to be a certain way. And so that that's what that podcast is about. And what I try to do is find people that are very good at their job and see what it is that I can gain from them and share with listeners to help develop our, my listeners, both professionally and personally. And more, most recently, I've had a student to student leadership series where I interviewed juniors and seniors who had leadership experiences in college and tried to glean advice from them for freshmen and sophomores that are looking to be student leaders. Because who better to give advice about student leadership than people who just did it 
like our juniors and seniors. So that's my podcast. I also have the How'd You Meet podcast, which has nothing to do with personal or professional development, but they are love stories. And who doesn't like a good How'd You Meet story? Everyone loves it. It motivates us. It can kind of make us in our feelings a little bit as well, but it's good for us. It pushes us. I agree. Yeah, it definitely pushes us. <laughs> I love it. And so as time goes on, we know that you are an awesome speaker as well. You're an awesome presenter. And we met a few weeks ago. And one thing that really stood out to me as we were having a conversation, you have an awesome presentation um, for code switching. Please tell us about this. Like when you said this, my ears just stood up. My little dread did like this. Please tell <laughs> I, us about I, this because, you know. We... I was going to say, I glanced at the Zoom meeting whenever I mentioned code switching and I was going through what I talk about. And what I remember <laughs> is you doing this with your fingers. <laughs> it looks like you were, you were calculating. You're like, ooh. Yeah. So, uh -huh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah go, so go. um if for the people that can't see me if you were to see my 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 skin tone my complexion and my facial features you would probably think that i'm mixed in some way and you would be right i am puerto rican i'm trinidadian and my trinidadian side has chinese in it and just with puerto rican if you don't know the background that is a mixture of african european spanish and the natives that were there so i am extremely mixed and because of the DNA that I got from my parents and the upbringing that I had, I've been able to code switch pretty effectively. And if you don't know what code switching is, um, code switching used to describe a linguistic concept in which multiple languages are integrated into one conversation. But nowadays, code switching is more broadly used to describe ways in which marginalized communities in America adjust their language, their speech styles, their behavior, their dress, and other forms of expression and communication so that they can assimilate or fit in to white dominant culture. And so that is what I mean when I say code switching. And I've been able to code switch very effectively and very easily into pretty much any group that I find myself in. And so I've been doing this just as a knee-jerk reaction to life since I was a young kid, because I was also was not um, taught to speak Spanish, but I grew up with my Puerto Rican family. And so I've been code switching through my entire life. And the interesting thing is that when I described it to some of my friends who are white or white passing or grew up in a social class where they never had to experience code switching ever in their lives, they looked at me with a surprised look as if they had never heard of code switching before and they didn't know that it was a thing. And so that is one of the main reasons why I continue to push it because this is a conversation starter because here's the problem. Here, here's what upsets me so much about code switching here in America. Code switching whenever, and let's say, so I, I code switch because I grew up speaking AAVE, African-American Vernacular English. And that's what, if people don't know what that is, that is what you hear in hip hop. That's what you hear um, in popular culture. That's where a lot of the words come from. That's what you hear in the NBA, the NFL. And so it's spoken by black and brown people generally here in America. And it's seen often as speaking broken English or not being able to speak correctly. And there's a, there's a linguist, Jeffrey Keith Pullum. He's a British American linguist. And he wrote in his, uh, in his writings, the workings of language that, um, and I'm going to paraphrase here, that 
um, based off of linguistic studies of African-American vernacular English, it is not right to say that it is speaking standard English, but with mistakes. And that is the main thing that I want to put across to people because other oh. studies, all studies of AAVE makes one thing abundantly clear. African-American vernacular English is a dialect of standard English. There's anywhere between 24 and hundreds of different dialects in America, Southern American English, British English, the, the list goes on and on and on. African-American vernacular English is just one of those. It has its own specific and complex grammar, structure, uh, um, different accents. All of that makes it a valid variant of English. Right. And so whenever people hear that, it doesn't mean that they're unable to speak standard English. It just means that they're speaking a different dialect. And here's the main part. And I'll wrap it up with this because I can obviously talk about it for hours. I, I literally I do that sometimes. It. I love um, it. I want this stigma eradicated because we have young black and brown Americans growing up that thinking that their voices are dumber than white voices. And I may, maybe I, I know I didn't think that in my mind verbatim growing up, but it was up there. And so anything that I can do to to push this uh, awareness, awareness of code switching so that more people can start the conversation of what can we do to not stigmatize this, to not force other people to code switch. I will do it because I don't want our young black and brown Americans growing up thinking that their voices are dumber than white voices. Yeah, definitely. That is a story within itself. And we're going to talk about that. One on one, sir. But um, yeah, that is a story within itself. And so and moving forward into encouraging our youth, how can what advice would you give to our youth of today as they're trying to discover and to develop themselves? Sure. Um, this might be a little surprising that I don't go with one of the typical like grit or resilience or mm -hmm. the things that many people in our profession in our industry will, will yeah. tell our youth. We need to be nicer to each other. Mm. That's what we need because yeah. here's a thing that happens in the black and brown communities all too often. And I I've, I've had the accusation thrown at me as it, as if it was an insult the acting white accusation or the talking white accusation. Yeah. That is just one of the many things that we do to our own communities that does nothing but bring each other down and continue to add trauma and stress to our lives instead of just radically accepting each other. Exactly. And so that that's actually one of the things that I, I try to push forward as a solution to code switching, because as long as we have code switching, we can never have true diversity. And one of the things that I push is that we need radical acceptance in our black and brown communities with each other before we can accept or expect other communities to accept us radically. We have to accept each other radically. And so I can talk more, but I think that's enough. Oh my gosh. We will never have true diversity if we include code switching. As long as we have code switching, we can never have true diversity. That belongs on a shirt. That belongs on a shirt, sir. I'm, I'm going to make that shirt and send you one for free. 
You already have my address. How can they find you on social media? <laughs> um, I, all of my social media on Facebook and Instagram is uh, at Sergeant Molina because I love my Marine Corps service. So that's at SGT dot M-O-L-I-N-A. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, Christopher Molina. Connect with me and I will be more than happy to connect with you. All right. You heard it here. Y'all, it's Chris. Oh, Chris, one of my newest friends, y'all. It's Chris. Thank you so much for being with us, sharing your wisdom, words, and knowledge. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for Thank having you. me. You're welcome back in a moment. Oh. Hi, everyone. It's your girl, Trinice from American Idol. And I am encouraging you to tune into the Michael Finkley Show on Roku TV and YouTube. Calling all trio, gear up, jag, and other college readiness organizations. Hello everybody, it's Finkley with the Finkley Experience. I am here to offer you information about our college readiness cohort series. This college readiness series includes college applications, SAT, ACT prep, scholarships, financial aid, the mental mind state, HBCU versus PWI versus technical colleges, and so much more. You know this is helpful because it's actually like making me change my college plan. Really? If interested, visit our website, thefinkleyexperience.com, or just email us at michael at thefinkleyexperience.com. We're looking forward to working with you. talking to my people out there who who got these big dreams and big goals and they they're trying to reach this level of success I want to just tell you like you have to separate yourself so you can stand out because at the end of the day it's millions of people in the world it's billions of people in the world at that but it's millions of people who want to do exactly what you're trying to do so how do you separate yourself when it's millions of people Who's doing the same thing you doing? It's a million athletes. It's a million business owners. It's a million entrepreneurs. It's competition. Like this world is full of competition. And you have to stand out to to be able to reach a certain level that you're trying to get to. So what do they do when millions of people wanna be a motivational speaker? When millions of people wanna go to the NBA and wanna go to the NFL? And millions of people want to do hair and millions of people want to just do whatever it is. You stand out by putting in extra work. You know what I'm saying? Doing things that the other not willing to do. You know what I'm saying? It's 99% of you in this in this box that you're trying to get to. So what are you going to do to be the other 1%? What are you going to do to stand out amongst all these millions of people? You know what I'm saying? Because everybody can't get in. It's enough for everybody, but everybody can't get in. Everybody can't be number one. Everybody can't be top 10. So what do I do to get in this spot? You know, put in the extra hours. Stay up later. Do some more studying. Do whatever I have to do to reach that level because that's what I have to do. Because if I'm not the best, then it ain't what it's worth. If I ain't the best at it, then why do it? You just the goal. We got to be the best, number one. So, again, 
you gotta get yourself out. You gotta separate yourself. Find your niche. Find what you do better. Find that thing and separate yourself from the mess. What's up, what's up everybody? This is Ryan Toby. You know me from Sister Act 2, Mr. Oh Happy Day, and the hit R&B group City High. I'm welcoming everybody to join and tune into the Michael Finkley Show on YouTube and also on the Greater Works Network on Roku TV. Don't forget to subscribe. On the next Michael Finkley, Ronnie Hankins discusses with us his life's ordeal and the strength that he gained from it. What has his life experience taught him? Friday. Hey, welcome back to the Michael Finkley Show. Like your other question I'm going to ask you, right? What did you learn today? I hope that you are informed, educated, and inspired by our two persons with us today. Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much, Troll, for being with us today. Please leave comments below. Let's have a conversation. On Wednesdays Finkley, we have the one and only Jamal Joseph with us. You may remember his work from Beyonce's Coachella performance, right? Again, my dear fraternity brother, he talks about his, his Beyonce experience and life after. I tell you, another show you don't want to miss. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Michael Finkley Show. Ring the bell for notification. We'll see you in email saying, hey, new content is uploaded. Please listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And for up-to-date information about what we do here, please visit us on our website at michaelfinkleyshow.com. Thank you so much for watching. And guess what? We'll see you Wednesday. Have a good one.